craziest thing. Have you heard the rumors about a, a Mario Rabbids crossover RPG for the Switch? Oh, God. Hope to God not. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lucky Number Episode 13 of Sketchwatch Play. My name is John Flurry. And I'm Christopher Wade. And we are joined by, oh, wait, this is our first guest list episode in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same uh, it, thing. Yeah, it started with, was Ty, you know, we had Tyler, then Colin, then Tyrone. Uh, that is three episodes of guests. And our Marvel episode where that started was all the way back in April. Man, we've, uh, it's been a while since just, just two flying solo. Um, but that we, there's going to be some fun stuff. To, I think what I picked this week will give us more than enough material to work with. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll <laughs> no, it's not. I, I can tell by your voice. You're like, no, this isn't going to be fun. It'll be fun to talk about. Uh, <sighs> but let's talk about something <laughs> genuinely better first. Um, I'll just say real quick because this isn't this not going to be the focus. Uh, I just went to AwesomeCon this past uh, weekend over in DC, uh, which was real fun. It was. I met some cool artists. Uh, I the main the, you know the main draw for me is always the guests and there were actually two like big MVPs this year which I didn't stand a chance of meeting because the lines yeah uh, it was Stan Lee and Jason David Frank aka oh, Tommy shit. from Power I didn't Rangers know that. oh you know uh, Frank was there well I knew Stan Lee was going to be there but yeah. not yeah not I'm not Jason David Frank yeah I walked I saw I saw them at their booths but the line was crazy um, I did get to meet uh, David Hader the voice of Solid Snake. Uh, Phil Lamar, who uh, we mentioned, we just talked about with Samurai Jack. He's in a billion yeah. other things. Uh, a pleasant surprise for me was Kel Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I just strolled up and had to give him a big thank you for all the years of entertainment. Uh, I wonder if I was the only guy who brought up, because my sister used to watch that Clifford cartoon when she was little, and he did a voice of one of the dogs on it. And mm. he was like, oh yeah, T-Bone. And I guess he was yeah. happy somebody didn't just say mention uh, uh, all that or Good Burger or something. Mm-hmm. Um so that was the big thing. And Chris, anything fun you've been doing since uh, our last recording? Well, uh, anything fun? Well, or no, uh, I just mentioned uh, to you over to um, before we started doing Skype that uh, I recently got a, a kind of sort of quasi promotion at my job. Congrats. So not much fun, <laughs> I think. but activity. Uh, uh, well, I got a little farther in Breath of the Wild. We bought um, Puyo Puyo Tetris on the oh, Switch. Oh yeah, you were mentioning that. Yeah, and that's surprisingly fun and surprisingly brutal. So I played some I kinda, of it on a, on a rental. It's pretty good. Yeah, I kind of love it. I kind of hate it, but you know, I, I the, still I, I still kind of like puzzle games. So you no, know, me too. Like, me too. I like those kinds of puzzle games. Where yeah, I like the art style. Though the cutscenes are like cheesy beyond belief. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the. Cut I skipped scene. all of them, but anyway. But I, I think something bigger than the two of us happened this past week. Uh, I'm of course talking about E3. Yeah, uh, the, E3. Yep, and we got some pretty cool stuff. I'm actually, uh, I didn't tell you this, I'm trying to put together a YouTube video doing my my top five E3 uh, features, either announcements or spotlights on already announced games. Now, now remind me, 
is was this the first E3 that that went public? Because usually yes. it's all open to investors. Oh, it was. Okay. And usually- apparently it was very crowded. Yeah, yeah. I heard a lot of my friends started going there. I was like, is this typical for E3? No. I, I, I actually, I think I told you I went there three years ago um, yeah. when I was still doing game reviews. They We shared a hotel room, me and some other guys. And it was mm-hmm. really neat. I met uh, some of the guys from Harmonics, like who make like, rock bands and stuff. Um, I don't remember if I ran into any other notable. Oh, I ran into a YouTuber I like, uh, oh, Bo Jared. Cool. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. He does Z3 videos every year. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually did one. I remember he joked about he did a video on the floor talking about she hated playing Sonic Boom and then mm-hmm. later realized that the producer of the game was standing right behind him. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> At least he was honest. Oh, that's pro Jared. <laughs> Sonic's a story for another day, as we've said. Uh, but, Chris, you go first. What were your favorite things to come out of E3, both announcements and, like, more spotlights? Anything, really. <laughs> You know, the funny thing about E3 is that it kind of snuck up on me. Like, mm-hmm. I kept hearing, like, all the pre-show stuff, and I was kind of – everybody was, like, freaking out of, of, like, all the cool stuff. So, so um, obviously, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite uh, showed off its trailer, and uh, you know what? No one liked it. <laughs> People have been very, very critical on its visuals. Yeah, I, and I'll, I'm a Marvel vs. Capcom fan, um, at least – Pre Marvel, uh, at least pre the third one. I loved one and two. Me and my dad would often verse each other in the first yeah. two. Yeah, I heard three mixed things, things some things up with like the yeah. and such. I, yeah, but I wasn't too. I, I, I wasn't by that point. I wasn't too happy with the art style, and I was already kind of fading off from it um, after the fact. It's just such a long wall. And this is a step further in the wrong direction, you'd say. Y- yeah. So. When uh, when Dragon Ball Fighter yes. Z came, uh, it was Fighters. Shocking. Oh my God! <laughs> like it looks a lot like Marvel versus Capcom with the with the three on three team ups and being being the able to key pull off difference the being that the graphics are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's the and same I, guys who did the last Guilty Gear game, which mm-hmm. I've only played a little bit of, but that is like the best cell shading I've ever seen in anything. Anything. Yeah, like like first glance at cell and made me go is that 3d it is but they're 2d yeah they've it really does like they even got it down where when goku transforms to the super saiyan like they got like the 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 actual uh aura coming off of him like it did in the original dragon ball z intro like it's it's the the same movement yeah, that, that's how much attention to detail that they and that they put into that game. Yeah, and it's really impressive. Yeah, and I've been watching gameplay videos back and forth, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge Dragon Ball fan. There's there's a, there, there's a right. lot of things that I can appreciate. We, about we talked it. about it. Serena's the bigger fan of you too. Yeah, and me and Patrick, it it held a lot of. We were big Z fans. Yeah, yeah, but saying that, I really want this game. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like I really want it. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to mention. I really wanted to. There were two guests that Austin kind of wanted to see. It was Christopher Sabat and Sean Schemmel. Oh, uh, who for those who don't know, they're the English voices of Vegeta, Piccolo, and Goku. Yeah. Um, but their booths were either way too long, or I was there when they weren't. So I would have loved to say hi to them. Yeah, that that would have been cool. Uh, yep. But any other games? I mean, obviously, they're going to be in Dragon Ball Fighters. If, uh, if, Dragon if, Ball Fighters yeah, eight. presumably, I think the, the home console games they always do an English dub, not always the handheld ones. But and this is a different developer, so we'll see. But I, hopefully, yeah, I, so, I have no desire to. I've never watched DBC within with the subs, so I'm going to be sad <laughs> if it's Japanese only. Especially because Goku is like this screechy woman voice, <laughs> which I've always I, found strange. I, I still, kind of, I, I still really do dig that. That's oh, that's, a lot of people do. Yeah, Japan does. <laughs> 
I love that so much. Cringeworthy, uh, cringeworthy. Apparently, that woman's like eighty. Oh yeah, she's yeah. been voicing Goku from day one and is still screaming her lungs out. Hey, she's still getting paid, and she's alive and she, kicking. What can I say? She's probably Super Saiyan right now. So, um, there's Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, then there's Mario Odyssey, and oh. man, okay, okay. Right. MVP of the show, first time I, a, a game that's already been announced has just won E3 for me. Oh my god, I was smiling looks, so much. It, it looks, it looks great. Like, it looks phenomenal. Then, okay, now pre E3, when that trailer first dropped, people were. People are not feeling New Donk City. They were I not, was. They, you saw all the memes of Sonic Adventure and Mario Odyssey yeah, and yeah, all but the. I knew all, one. They showed it's not the only level, and two. I was. I, um, what was the other thing? But I just loved like it turns out Nintendo pulled a bait and switch on us with that original yeah. trailer. They thought they they would had us going like, oh, you think the gimmick is just gonna be like this city and like a hat power up? Oh, take a look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When people finally saw all those uh, all those. Uh, uh, all those different features that you can use with the hat and all the things that you can yeah, actually do. replacing the power. They've said it's because it they want to evolve the Mario power changes, system. It completely changes the dynamic. It now, is such a great reinvention. Like, I, I, I'm going to say this in my video. Like, the last Mario game that really, really, truly I fell in love with in Formity was uh, the first Galaxy. Yeah. Because that was a phenomenal just reimagining of Mario. And since then, even though we've had plenty of good ones, they kind of felt like they've been, um, you know, treading old ground, like, 3D World, New Super Mario Brothers, like they're good, but uh, especially 3D World. But I was still like, this is not the step forward I wanted, and I was already starting to get the step forward feeling from Odyssey. But yeah. just everything they showed, like more fan service, like Pauline's finally back. Um, mm. They're calling all the the new Donk City is full of Donkey Kong Easter eggs. Yeah, uh, and even stuff like they've shown that the coins you can now buy, you can customize Mario. Yeah, it's it, it, awesome. It, it's it's super awesome. Like I remember seeing like a. Like a few YouTube think piece videos, going on, like really getting into the nitty gritty of like how and uh, how Mario has worked so far. Like it's set, um, like he he's set in a magical universe where uh, uh, where realistically all the characters are basically acting on a play, so they can they they can work in any situation. Mm-hmm. But when you take them out of that element of fantasy and um, of, of quirky whimsy and put them in the real world, then quote unquote he loses its magic. But when you're able to twist that realism around into like the the really oddball ways that Mario has always existed, like come on, he goes into he go he goes into like a warp uh, into like a warp pipe, fights a fire breathing snapping turtle to save a save the princess of the mushrooms. How fucking bizarre is that? Yeah. Be- well, people pointed out it's just it's been that way for so long. We're all used to it. So yeah. only so when it does something new that's crazy do people go what? But personally, I, I'm all for it. I love yeah, what I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah. I, I was um, I wasn't I can't say. I was kind of on the fence about it, but I was still optimistic when New Donk City finally appeared pre E3. Oh, was just like, that first trailer. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where are they going with this? And they can easily slip up, but when they showed that giant Tyrannosaurus getting possessed by Mario, <laughs> I was like, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, game of the year, game of the forever. You could be a T Rex. <laughs> The T Rex has a mustache. It's like a photorealistic T Rex. Like he's (laughs) going to the world where it's just real things. I'm in. And yet everything, and yeah, everything he possesses gets his mustache and blue eyes. Did you see the the shot of the taxi with the mustache? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's it's It's fucking great. 
It's fucking great. Like, you can possess, like, real people. Okay. I, I shared this meme, but did you see the picture of, like, it's, like, by the National Enquirer where it's, like, in so. all black and white and has Mario possessing, yeah, like, Yeah, Mario some- stole my body. <laughs> like, and Mario possessed my wife. And yeah, and there's an interesting thing I'm reading because I was thinking, like, well, what's wouldn't being able to possess every enemy break the game? It turns out um, you can only possess characters that aren't wearing hats. So a lot of enemies were wearing hats. All but one uh, city citizen will be wearing hats. Yeah. So they're aware. They're not just doing this thing willy-nilly. It's well thought out. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the, there, knowing Nintendo, there's bound to be specific situations where you actively have to use your brain when the game disallows you from using yeah. that magical okay, also, mechanic. You have to we, find your way around we're it. We're all raving about the T-Rex, but can we just stop and appreciate the fact that you can become a tank, a Mario tank? I did not. Oh, oh, oh it's God. blinking. You miss it. And it turns into like a third person shooter where you're shooting I like didn't see that. missiles. Oh, my God. It's right at the end, right before the T-Rex shot. It's amazing. Okay. Okay. Besides that, there, yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot of, um, I, I saw another gameplay video, and they made a little. They, they made a few small changes to like the Mario 64 going to like a yeah. It, it, like it a is new, a new, new foundation. Format. It really is more sandbox. Yeah. Open world. But na- so now, whenever you collect like a shine or a star or a moon, whatever those moony things are, now when you collect those, the level doesn't stop. No. Like it's Banjo Kazooie now, so yeah. you can keep going in the level and just. Play at your heart's content. Yeah, it does mean that there'll be obviously less levels overall, but they're going to be huge. And they said there'll probably be like on average 20, 30 moons per level. That's cool. It's I, awesome. I, like I love the sound of this. Like so yeah. seamless. This is the Breath of the Wild of Mario. <laughs> it kind of is. Structurally, it's the closest thing we're probably ever going to get to that. Um, I, but, by the way, off yeah, topic, yeah. I fi- uh, I'm in Breath of the Wild and I finally got my Belly Dancer Link outfit. And, and that shit is awesome. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's hot. <laughs> I finally got it, and oh, it's hot. Don't get me wrong, yeah, I love it. But there you go, the end. Um, <laughs> uh, but other games to go over. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two was finally officially announced, and I, that yeah. made me so happy. Have you ever played the first one? Uh, Beyond Good and Evil? No. It, it's quite but good. I know, it, it, but I know of it. It was done by the creator of Rayman. Yeah. Um, it they did it HD re-release on PS3 and 360. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. worth a look. Um, very charming passion project of a game, mm-hmm. uh, and it really just warmed my heart that. This guy finally was able to get make this happen because the original game bombed. It was critically beloved. People who played it loved it, but they couldn't go forward. It ended on a cliffhanger, and they couldn't go forward for a while like they wanted. But Ubisoft finally said, "Go for it." Yeah, um, and that's now, awesome. Now, um, besides, uh, uh, I, I'll keep a, I'll keep a good eye on it because I didn't miss the first one, but I wouldn't mind jumping in on it. It's just... it's going to be a prequel. Uh, very loose connections. I think uh, because uh, it's been so long, they're like they're, a lot of people who play this. This will be their first one, so you might not have to. Okay. Um, but oh, to Chris, Chris, we're forgetting the true MVP of E3. Mario Rabbids game do battle. No, no, no. I hate this game so much. You stole, like, I wasn't even done. I wanted to talk about Sonic Mania. You did this to me. Okay, that's enough of my rabid voice. You, uh, I posted this on our Facebook and Twitter. You, you are even more pissed than we could have imagined, especially because it looks fun. I, I've, my hatred for this game has grown. I mean, the fact that it looks fun does not make it does it doesn't make it better. It doesn't. Okay, okay, just a little pretext. I'll give you guys some backstory here because 
I had the Wii for a little bit, not not for a long time. I gave it up after four after four months. Oh, we talked it, about the rabbits in our Rayman episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not a big fan of the rabbits. Like I had Rayman raving rabbits, and uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, I I liked the game for the three weeks that I had yeah. that game, and yeah. then I traded it. It's a play it once, and you're done the kind of game. Yeah, and the the. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pissed you off. Well, well, well hearing Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft, 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 whatever, Ubisoft. hearing the company that makes the rap is just, it's, there's no denying that these characters are super popular. And there's no one denying that that archetype of screaming, yeah. random, ugly. It's like we said, they're the proto minions. Yeah, they're the proto minions. Like, they're, they're fucking everywhere. Uh, they're, they're, there's the regular minions for deplorable me. There deplorable is the me? little McDonald's mascot minions that are running around as the Happy Meal things. And then there's these things. Uh, uh, the screaming assholes, as you call them on the Twitter. screaming assholes. I am so sick of the screaming assholes. What I, I've said before, the, I don't like their games, okay. but I do find them funny as characters. So I'm okay sure, with this. Sure, sure, in small doses. <laughs> but uh, but they had a Nickelodeon show. And yeah, they had a that. fucking... Uh, okay. So, uh, bes- <laughs> knowing all this, knowing my... My seething displeasure of the rabbits. There's also the fact that there's a giant. Okay, let me let, let me work okay. it back to realism. There's a deep a, breath. There's a fairly large community of gamers who have been who have very fond memories of Super Mario RPG: The Legend of the Seven Stars that originally released on the Super oh, Nintendo. Yeah, myself included. Uh, and uh, Paper Mario is great. Yeah, um, the two. Mario and Luigi series also great. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, and uh, there's no denying that. Squaresoft is doing awesome things on its own at the moment. Great. Um, and they've done some stuff with uh, with Nintendo after the uh, after they kind of split ways on the Super Nintendo. They had like the Mario part, the Mario Sports Mix, and in and at every so often the Nintendo will throw Gino in a game or yeah, something. Yeah, he can't be Mario and Luigi, and he's a yeah. costume in Smash. Yeah. Um. So. See, getting another RPG esque game, uh, it's like an it's like an XCOM game. It's, I don't it's like a strategy it. RPG. Yeah, it's not a conventional. And actually, did you read the reason why the game is so different? Why? So oh, the whole game was Ubisoft's idea, not Nintendo's. So they went and talked to Shigeru Miyamoto, and he actually is a fan of the Rabbids. So, uh, but he said you cannot make this game if it's just going to be a Mario game with Rabbids or vice versa. Like mm-hmm. if you tell me, if you told me there was going to be a Mario Rabbids game, I assumed it was going to be Mario Party plus Rabbids because that's their specialty. Yeah. And so they said, let's take both series and do something neither has done before, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can. I can agree that that is something uh, that is a great way to go about creating a crossover project. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, there is also a Rayman community out yeah, here yeah. that would. Lo- <sighs> Somebody made a fan comic I saw on Reddit where Mario's talking. He thinks to Rayman. So Mario Rayman thinks to him like, across, "Oh yeah," and Mario's like, "Oh no, no, I was talking to the guy behind you." And there's just a yeah. rabbit. You're like, "Ah." Yeah, how weird is that? Like rabbits are way more profitable. Yeah, they are more popular. It's it's just it's just such a missed opportunity. I it don't is. like the fact that this game looks fun. I will never play it out of spite. I don't <laughs> care how great it is. Um, but just the sheer fact that it exists. Well, not even the sheer fact that it exists. That you couldn't even give us a game that's that you couldn't even, Ubisoft. You couldn't even give us another Rayman game. Number one. Nintendo, you couldn't give us another RPG with either uh, that's either a continuation of Gino and Mal, uh, Gino and Mallow showing up, mm-hmm. or 
a Mario plus Rayman RPG. Like how kick ass would that? I, have been? I no my my dream Rayman game would be Mario Rayman would be it plays like Origins and Legends but with Mario characters and mechanics. That would have been fun. That would been awesome. I would have been okay with that. But goddamn it! <laughs> <sighs> and did you hear who's doing the music for it? Oh, I hate these things. Man, this is the angriest I've ever seen you on the show. I hate these screaming assholes. I Holographic do. wife ain't got shit on the rabbits. <laughs> I really do not like these things. Then we can, I think we can move on. But uh, real quick, I'll also say uh, Surprise Shadow of the Colossus remake out of nowhere. The, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to. I like that. I like the Shadow of the Colossus game itself, but I'm a little less enthused about this, to be honest. I I am excited, but the PS3 remaster was pretty recent. Yeah, and they also said like, they're not going to add anything new to it, which is a missed opportunity because it came out and there were a bunch of Colossi that got cut from the final version of the original game. Mm-hmm. So doing like an enhanced remake with a couple new monsters would be cool. I, but I haven't f- played the game in forever, so I mean. I know that the last excuse me. I know that the last Guardian just came out, and people people had a pretty good time with yeah, that. Yeah, they generally liked it. Yeah, but I'm still like, so the last Guardian just came out, and now you're doing a re remaster of Shadow of Colossus. It's, it's a full on remake. <sighs> okay. They said, they, they said the, it's, the, the graphics are from scratch. The controls will be uh, adjusted for like modern standards. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what they're doing with the. Crash Bandicoot, which, oh my god, yeah. I'm so excited for that trilogy. I'm actually more impressed with the Crash Bandicoot. I Crash mean, looks least... gorgeous. I was watching videos of the cutscenes the other day, and like just the character idle animations. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I'm more I'm more impressed by the Crash Bandicoot getting a, a, getting re-updated than seeing Shadow of Colossus again. Yeah. But, well, there was know. way more they could update with Crash, yeah. at least graphically. Yeah, uh, or, I mean, they could have just teased a new, like, Ico Universe game, honestly. Well, and it would have been okay, if, it, if it makes you feel better, this isn't Team Ico making it. It's actually the team who remat- did the PS3 remaster. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, cool. Team Ico or Ico is presumably working on something else. They even said the the creator of all those games, like Ueda, whatever his name is, isn't isn't directly consulting on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know what? What else I was uh, kind of surprised by? All right, and, last thing. Go. Uh, well, it's not. All right, I, I, I am going to geek out about Sonic Mania at some point. But oh, well, yeah, we'll plenty of time for that later. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm also kind of, kind of intrigued by Dad of War. <laughs> That's a good name for it. Yeah, it, it essentially. Well, okay, I, I didn't jump on the boat of God of War. When I, I'm out. not a huge fan, but I because I wasn't really good at when I played the first one. I mean, I, I love the graphics. I love being able to swing around and Michael Bay punch the shit yeah, out of like slithering, um, like slithering water dragons and shit. But I just did not like Kratos. He no, was... I forgot that's the main complaint is that the plot and Kratos himself are just kind of shitty. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I, I, I get this is around the time when super badass characters are yeah. running around flexing muscles. We're the anti Nintendo, and I'm like, yeah, but Sega already did that. I'm not impressed, but. <laughs> Uh, give me a character I can relate to. Not necessarily like, but give me someone that yeah. I can, you know. Th- and then they not- say, so here's the new one. Yeah, here's a new one. It's and, really and has- bold of them that, like, this is such a reinvention. Down to, like, how the camera moves. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Last of Us starring Kratos in terms of, it like, does. mechanics and camera. It does. I like the fact that, all right, there's a point in the trailer where this giant slithering dragon shows up and he's speaking, I don't know, Spanish or something. Ooh, and the, yeah, and the kid is like, hey, uh, this dragon is trying to, is trying to tell us I'll help you. And Kr- knowing Kratos, he instantly wants to kill it. So the game, that that tells me that the narrative is saying, Kratos, you can't, no, Kratos, you can't kill everything. 
Yep. No, you have to teach this boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely going to have a stronger emphasis on characterization and mm-hmm. plot, which I am all for. Uh, maybe I'll still suck at it because, uh, full disclosure, I've never been The Last of Us because I suck at actually playing it. Uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll just play this on easy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so E3, a lot of a lot of interesting showcases, uh, including stuff we already knew about, um, or in the case of Mario Rabbit, stuff that was leaked all year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Imagine if we hadn't known that and that first came up, what would the internet have been like at that moment? Say that one more time. Imagine if we had no idea Mario Rabbits was happening until that announcement. How do you think like the Twitterverse would have reacted to that? Oh, um, probably... Mass horror. You know what? It's still a mixed reaction online. Like, I know it's still leaning a little bit positive, but I'm still hearing a lot of people kind of like, eh. Eh, why? <laughs> yeah, well, we had more. At least we had more time to accept it in the months leading up. Yeah, I, I think this. I honestly, <laughs> if it was a bigger surprise, I think it would have leaned negatively. Yeah, no, just, just knowing how Twitter re- reacts. It would have been like, do you do you remember when Wind Waker was first revealed? Yeah, I was on that negative camp, just like, what the fuck are you doing, Nintendo? This looks awful. Then the more that came out, the more I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. See, I'm the complete opposite. See, I wasn't um, – you know me. I'm not a Zelda fan uh, um, pre-Breath of the Wild. So when that – seeing the, um, seeing the Space World trailer of Link going against Ganondorf uh, and that yeah. weird uh, 180 uh, – weird um, 180 they pulled with Wind Waker, yeah. I was like, this is fine. I like this style. I felt like the only one in the world who was like, sign me up. I, I don't like think you were the only one, but it just, <laughs> yeah. it's because they, it really felt like they pulled us, pulled it out of nowhere. Yeah, that's, that's. And then they did the same thing with Twilight Princess and got one of the most epic E3 moments ever. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I got to say that I'm, Nintendo still really hasn't learned very well of. What? Like, they're, they're pretty good at, they've, they've gotten better at releasing things and being, uh, and being kind of honest, but. When they're releasing hardware and uh, telling people that, hey, the demand is not great. Oh, yes, it is. We only have six units left. Who knows? <laughs> that, that kind of marketing. They, they are not a company with a strong grasp of supply and demand. They're not a company that's that has a strong grasp of, hey, just be fucking honest sometimes. Yeah, huh? Everything I've read <laughs> has about the Switch shipments has made me happy I did choose to get mine at launch. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually supposed to get ARMS in the mail uh, by like oh. tomorrow or Saturday. I'm curious I'm, to try I'm that. Hear, I'm, I'm hearing fun things yeah, about it looks, uh, People are comparing it to Wii Sports Boxing, which I love. So, yeah, yeah that's like, good. And uh, I actually I, I just heard the theme song for the first time and man, it's epic. But uh, um, well, we should probably uh, stop to render and move on to our feature presentation. Uh, okay, no problem. It's going to be a problem once we actually talk about this thing. I also just want to, to let everybody know that since we've been uh, definitely getting some new subscribers, thanks to stuff like the Generation Animation crossover, uh, we are going to start opening the doors for viewer feedback. This can be questions. This can be critiques. It can maybe even be suggestions for content. We can't guarantee anything, but uh, if we see something promising, we'll talk to each other about it. So there are two ways of doing that. We uh, with both our social media avenues. One is uh, facebook.com slash sketchwatchplay. And the other is twitter.com or at sketchwatchplay. Uh, you can leave comments directly on, on the, the Facebook page. You can mess, you can, uh, you know, do an at reply to our Twitter uh, account, and if you follow us on Twitter and also ask to for follow back, then we can do direct messages if you want to ask stuff in private. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris summed it up also, all really also well. Also, hello to our new subscribers. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know our subscriber count. Libsyn doesn't provide that, but we have been getting more and more downloads uh, in the past couple months, um, which is encouraging. Mm-hmm. And our Transformers episode in particular has done very well. So, but actually, uh, here's a good transition. Uh, when we talked to all these Transformers cartoons, one of the shows we spoke in particular was that 2001 Robots in the Skies shit heap. It was a terribly made show, but it was very fun discussing everything that made it misguided. And that carries over into what we're about to discuss, because it's also very relevant, because we were just talking about Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is the very definition of a guilty pleasure for me. Uh, It is probably one of the most notorious, of many notorious, video games and movie adaptations. The 1993 bomb, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, did you have to put the word bomb in there? <laughs> it absolutely is a bomb, Chris. Yeah. What What would have figures like forty million? It, it cost uh, was, about forty was million how much to make and to make half paid. that worldwide. Yeah, that was that was disappointing. Twenty like, million dollars is what it got back. But when you see it, you understand why. Yeah. I want to ask you before we go into it. When did you first become aware or, or see this movie? Did you see it when it, around the time it came out, or much later, or what? See, I saw it when I was, uh, I didn't see it in theaters, Yeah, but I wanted to. Like, uh, no, it was such a magical experience when my dad gave me, like, Super Mario Brothers 1 and then Super Mario Brothers 3 yeah. in, like, their little, in, in, like, the little cartridge boxes. And I was like, oh, my God, and now they're making a movie. Whoa. And, oh, man, I was so ready for this. And then when the movie came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, can we go see the movie? Were you a little? Were you Michelangelo? Yeah, I was totally Michelangelo. So, um, it never happened. Like, Your dad just said no. Well, it, he didn't say no. Uh, he didn't say yes, but I think he knew. <laughs> he said maybe cool. later, I'll bet. <laughs> no, he didn't say maybe later. <laughs> he was just, he just didn't respond, and you he walked away. He, he, I think he distracted me with something else. He was hey, like, Chris, look at that. He's like, look, kid. There's a Power Rangers. There's a Power Rangers episode on. Oh yeah, this is around the time Power Rangers <laughs> first starting out. Um, yeah. And to further add to why this movie bombed, like a week or two after it opened, Jurassic Park opened. Yeah. That just yeah. sealed its fate. But uh, me, I don't remember seeing commercials or trailers for it as a kid. I, I didn't mm-hmm. go to that many movies as a kid because uh, mm-hmm. of parent and and all that. But I remember uh, when I was when I was little, my magazines, my first magazine, my parents subscribed me to was a little thing called Disney Adventures. Oh, uh, which is you? awesome. Uh, little wait, 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 wait. Was that the little? Was that the tiny handbook? Yeah. Yo, I had that. It was awesome. It was made by Disney, but it wasn't just about their stuff. Like it had a bunch of comics and every issue based on their shows and movies. But it would cover all sorts of like kid pop culture. Holy and shit. I think I that's how that I book. discovered this thing existed. Because in one one month, I opened an ad, a page, and there was an ad with that immortal tagline: "This ain't no game." And uh, another ad for like the trading cards and such. Yeah. Uh, I also, for a couple, for a little while, um, I think maybe as a kid, I was a little apprehensive about seeing it because even then I could tell this is nothing like the games. <laughs> the character names are the same. Like, yeah, there's Mario with a mustache and stuff, but that's not Bowser. That's not Yoshi. Those aren't Goombas. Um, see, see, I was, I was a. I was an easily impressionable kid, but even I knew when 
um, when I saw little screenshots and posters and shit, I was like, that's Eddie Valiant from Roger Rabbit. I was going to say, you said Roger Rabbit is your all-time favorite movie, so yeah. obviously every time you see Bob Hoskins, you think Eddie Valiant. Okay, I am so ashamed. This movie is my main exposure to Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is yeah. like one of the most revered actors of all time. They are. And I always think whenever I see or hear about them, oh yeah, Mario Mario. Oh yeah, Koopa. <laughs> Mario Mario. Uh. Luigi Mario. Oh my God, they did make that into a thing. And isn't that canon now? I think Miyamoto recently, for a while he's been saying, Miyamoto's done some retcons to Mario in recent years. One, he said now the Koopalings are not Bowser's kids, just his top generals. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, which I'm not a fan of, but the other one I am a fan of is like, he's like, you know, them, their last name being Mario is the only way that Super Mario Brothers name makes sense. So yes, he's Mario Mario and he's Luigi Mario. Sigeru Miyamoto's an insane, an insane old man. I've he's a Japanese. <laughs> that comes with the territory. Wow. Yeah, that's man. That's canon. Now, okay, okay. So, can I just say that even though this movie is, it's not good. No. <laughs> I'm gonna flat out say it, and I know that there is a, I know there's a large cult following yeah, for this movie. I am part of it, and I will fully admit this movie is dog shit. But saying that, I still really appreciate it. Yeah. No, I have a lot of respect for this. This is a crazy ass movie. Yeah. It's uh, insane. Something that could only have been made in this time period uh, because this movie, everything about it is screams, remember the 90s? Remember what 90s action movies were like? Mm -hmm. uh, from like the look of the futuristic dystopian city that's supposed to be the Mushroom yeah. Kingdom to all the weird technology. It was actually the same set designer as Blade Runner. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah, what, what was his name? David Snyder? I don't remember. But I mean, that should tell you about how misguided this was. Like... Why? Why would you? Because the, the the development history of this movie is not so, and it explains a lot. Because it was just reworked to death. It took yeah. so long for them to find writers and directors. Like people would write it, then get fired. It'd be written, then they would say, "Oh, should bring, back, bring back the old guys to adjust that script. Uh, bring back these directors. Get rid of those directors, and this and this." And they were still rewriting the script during filming. Like the actors gave up trying to memorize the whole thing because they knew a lot of it would be replaced. And they openly yeah. said that the script they got, even on day one, was not the script they originally signed on for. Yeah, it was totally, totally... A mess. Poorly maintained. It was a it, it was a goddamn mess. Um, and this is why, for any of you budding creators out there, this is why being able to write is so important. Like, never... <laughs> Reminding, like being able to draw uh, or being able to conceive ideas, yep. being able to put together a clear, definable plot, even if it's experimental, it that is an essential thing. Also, and, being able to direct everything about it is just such a clusterfuck. Yeah, even the direction was yeah. Being able to direct the, something. It was directed yeah. by a first time. They worked on Max Headroom. Apparently, it was a husband wife duo. Apparently, yeah. they were total tyrants. There's a story John Leguizamo told about. Uh, there's an extra. Uh, the, the male director thought his costume didn't look dirty enough, so he poured hot coffee on it. Uh, this ruined their careers, at least in terms of Hollywood. They yeah. have not done, as far as I know, no direction on any major projects since. And, and they even say, like, when somebody tell when they find out, somebody finds out, oh, you directed Mario Brothers, bye. Uh, this <sighs> this movie is, but, but, but we'll get which, some more of the making of it later. But which just, can I, which can I say? Uh, sure, they made Mario Super Mario Brothers the movie. Technically. Yeah, and it's it's twenty goddamn years ago. Can I, I mean, and 
sure, it's a bad movie, and it's weird, and it's and they cause so much strife on set, and they and they probably emotionally scarred a few people uh, physically. Or physically, apparently. There, Rob Hoskins broke his hand during uh, an accident while driving. And I wrote yep. this down because apparently John Guazamo said uh, when this door slammed on Hoskins' hand, he unleashed a stream of a... Of a Cockney, a, a Cockney Tourette. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful dis- description. Which is weird. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, but oddly accurate. <laughs> Bob Hoskins but, was a British guy, even though, you know, the roles we associate with him, he's a New Yorker. Yeah. but Was, was Eddie Valiant meant to be from New York? I'm sorry. Uh, Eddie Valiant? What, uh, sweetie, where was Eddie Valiant from? He was American. Uh, I mean, he was from America, but he was from, like, what? Uh, uh, some? Jersey? Brooklyn? Chicago? Chicago? Okay, yeah, yeah. Some oh, some metropolitan. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Chris, but, finish up what you were saying about the... Being scared? Are you talking about like how Nintendo's been scared to make anything well, sense? Well, it's it's not just how Nintendo's been scared. I mean, recently they started they started wink wink and nudging nudging. They've at the said they're they've opened back. talks back up. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get back the movies. Apparently, Nickelodeon's working on a thing for okay, an no, series. Castlevania. I don't, I don't know about that, but 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 um, what I'm saying is is that these directors, if they're into doing something, I don't know. It's been we're all grown up. We're all adults at this point. Maybe they should try doing something else. I mean, they, they just, deserve like a lower budget shot. Yeah, or just do something indie and just release it on Vimeo without giving a shit. They're gonna have to yeah. come up with their own money, that's for sure. Yeah, and maybe they should like appeal to the Mario Brothers cult that's out there. Be like, hey, first they got to be like, look, we fucked up. We were coming out of our own element. We treated people like shit, and you know what? <sighs> it's it's really up to you if you really want to give us money on this new project that we might working on. I don't know if they're working on a new project, but they seem to be wanting to work on stuff. I'm, Makes sense. I, 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 personally, I wouldn't give them my money, but <laughs> <laughs> but they should do it anyway. But if um, I mean, I don't know them well enough, honestly. But if they're the if they're if they're pushing to do something, then do something yeah just, you know, just do something throw them up on Vimeo can, and then walk away and be like please work <laughs> we can come back to the behind the scenes stuff towards the end but let's talk about the movie itself because just yeah it is such a fever dream I wrote I have a long list of all the crazy stuff okay the first scene it is this cartoon that looks like it was drawn on MS Paint it's yeah. meant I guess it's meant to simulate a video game but it looks crazy mm-hmm. and it's narrated by Dan Castellaneta doing the Mayor Quimby voice Mm. Which is just even more surreal. Like a long, long time ago, the goodbye dinosaurs. Yeah, and, it was like some kind of weird fever dream. You you just stu- stumbled well, into. Like, wasn't I supposed to watch a movie? Then what it sets this? the stage for the whole movie very well. On a matter of fact, yeah. uh, also Frank Welker all over this movie. He's that dinosaur at the beginning. He's all the Goombas. He's Yoshi. I didn't uh, know that. That was Frank Welker. Almost all the creature effects in this movie were Frank Welker. Holy shit! You can kind of hear it in uh, Toad, who becomes a Goomba. But uh, I've heard that kind of deep, like blah, 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 voice he's using <laughs> other stuff. It's when he does higher st- pitch stuff, like Yoshi, like we were, you can't exactly tell. Uh, but I mean, he's done talking roles with those with that kind of uh, Goomba voice. But just talking about how do you the Goombas go from these tiny little things that are like all head to eight foot tall behemoths with tiny heads. And some of them have dinosaur yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they they went from that. See, I don't know either. As a kid, I didn't know what what Goombas were. I'm just like, they're 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 brown yeah. muppets. I don't For know a long time, I, I didn't know they were actually meant to be like rotten mushrooms. Yeah, they're just, uh, well, I didn't figure that out until later, that they're mushrooms yeah, on bad. But I did appreciate the fact that they made, to- they made Toad into a Goomba, right? 
Yeah, but first he's yeah, a guy. I appreciated, I appreciated that because I didn't. That doesn't make any sense. Way. That doesn't make that doesn't fit at all. Why would you turn Toad into a Goomba? Well, Toad's a mushroom, right? So if you turn him into a Goomba, that's essentially making a mushroom well, go bad. A dinosaur in this. Although I'll give him credit because Toad is super annoying when you see him. His acting's terrible. The fungus is choking the city. You're a yeah. lousy leader. <laughs> I mean that. And you, Koopa. You're a lousy leader. That that point kind of loses its flavor once you uh, every every good thing that you can raise up for Mario Brothers is compounded by the fact that well they also did this really bad thing. You know, and a missed opportunity because yep. um, okay, um, there's no Peach in this movie. The princess is Daisy, uh, who yeah, even though okay. back then all she Daisy was in oh. was Mario Land, but I'm guessing they picked it because that's a actual name in the real world compared to Toad, Solar Peach, which makes sense. See, as a kid who didn't play Mario Brothers 2 until late, or even Mario, Mario Brothers, or even Mario Land, I don't know where Daisy is from, honestly. That's what but even, uh, I mean, she's from Sarasa Land, but I'm not sure what game she's from. Um, it, Mario Land was the first having, game. But having said that, as a kid, I was like, who the fuck is Daisy? <laughs> yeah, I'll, but there are a lot of people who didn't have a Game Boy then who, who, who were unaware. But it is nice that they ended up bringing the character back from like Mario Tennis onward. And now, of course, fans ship her and Luigi together because she teams up with she pairs up with uh, personally I ship Luigi and Rosalina but that's me me. no throw eggs at me if you want I won't I I prefer that because Rosalina's a lot cooler than hi I'm Daisy hi I'm Daisy (laughs) I'm Daisy sorry that was Toad (laughs) oh god well you know what Toad did have a better voice in this in the games imagine Koopa you're a lousy leader Daisy. <laughs> okay, but what I was getting at a missed so opportunity. Sorry. A missed opportunity for you, Stray, because Mario has his own girlfriend in this. It's made up because they're from Brooklyn. In this going with like the old lore of them being from Earth, mm-hmm. uh, named Daniela. And speaking of Mario Odyssey, how awesome would have been if she was named Pauline? Oh, oh wow! Yeah. That that will knowing Paul now knowing Pauline as she is now. Uh, making her special, making a special guest return in Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I would be so down for that because yeah, Mar- Donkey Kong happened first. She yeah. he, he saved her in this city from a rampaging gorilla, and then I guess they broke up. But yeah. or maybe they just were they together at some point? Or uh, well, I think the idea is in most of those games like that, you're saving your love interest. Uh, okay. But obviously, she is old news at this point. Okay. Uh, right, to she, Mario. She's the mayor of New Donk City, so... Yeah, I mean, she's doing pretty busy, dressing as Carmen Sandiego. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Holy shit, she dressing. is dressed like Carmen Sandiego. It's the hat, okay, yeah. But yes, that would be that would have been awesome if, yeah. if Pauline was in there. Can I can I, can I back up just okay. a little bit? How... <sighs> Mario, you just gotta believe anything's possible. <laughs> Improbable, unlikely, but never impossible, Mario. You gotta trust the fungus. You gotta trust the fungus. Jesus, fuck it. Oh, Jesus, that was bad. Daisy. I've got to say Daisy. <laughs> um, I, oh, i got to mention, um, our friend Todd, my old roommate and uh, your old co-worker, loved to impersonate. When I was living with him in college, he loved to do Luigi impressions uh, oh, sometimes. Man. I would bring up the movie that and was- just go, got to say Daisy. <laughs> John Leguizamo's Luigi is, like, in a movie full of weird casting decisions, I think only Dennis Hopper is stranger. Dennis Hopper is... Strange in that film? I kind of wonder, because even when I first heard about him, like, that is not Bowser. Bowser is not a person. He is not a Trumpest <laughs> tycoon with weird ha- plate hair. No, he is a total dragon. Dude, Bowser is a person. He is a great dad, even though that he is a he is a domineering uh, f- fucking uh, the, the dictator turtle. Yeah, he's All a right? lovable despot. 
<laughs> but no, go on. I'm sorry. But and Dennis Hopper and this poor guy, he is giving. I wrote down some of his craziest lines. Uh, first off, when he's first made aware that the plumbers have the MacGuffin meteor, he yep. immediately turned to his like love interest secretary and goes, "Plumber alert! It's your plumber alert." As if this happens all the time, as if they have a specific alert for plumbers. Um, and something that even as a kid I thought was silly was after he turns Toad into a Goomba, Dennis mm. Hopper had to say the following line very enthusiastically. Goomba, walk tall, <laughs> be proud, go Goomba, join the Goombas. I've, I've only... I've only seen this in spurts throughout my um, throughout my lifetime, uh-huh. and when I was in college, I watched it all the way. Oh no, I take that back. When I was a kid, I watched it all the way through once. Fell asleep on it, tried it again, and couldn't do it. Yep. In college, I tried it again, um, and I was really pissed at it. I was really pissed <laughs> at how bad this film was. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> hearing Dennis Hopper, the the. <sighs> I put up a clip of him today. Such a great roles as I don't know, Easy Rider, uh, Apocalypse Now, Blue Velvet, Speed. (laughs) He's Um, yeah. Keep going. Uh, No, I I was I was just agreeing with you. Go ahead. Well, uh, hearing that, having him just yell "Goomba" just like many times over, it's fucking weird, dude. He's. He is slumming it in this. Yeah. There's no other better. Like I, I put up. A, I'm not I don't sure know if you he saw. knows what that means. <laughs> I put up a clip on YouTube today because it just struck me as so fucking stupid. Where because you know, he's all about devolving everybody, so he's cornered them. He's like, "You're going to turn into monkeys, ha, 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 <laughs> monkeys, ha, 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 ha. oh." Um, other uh, lines like who, when he captures uh, Luigi and Daisy, he just goes, "I'll meet you in the playground after school." Uh, man, I mean, I, I can't, I can't fault, I can't fault these obviously uh, well seasoned actors. Yeah, they all knew this was bad, but they were just, they were, they had, they were in it. They had to be. <sighs> um, and my, my Patrick, he will love that I mention uh, Koopa's made up. You know, love to secretary Lena is Harry Potter's aunt. Yeah. Aunt Dursley. Um, and, man, talk about what, what happens to that character is total nonsense because she goes – okay, first off, Koopa's plan is to invade the human world with a couple of Goombas and Devo guns and rule yeah, all of it. Yeah, what the fuck was that? And then when she gets the piece, she gets electrocuted, but she's fine other than her hair getting frizzy and a bride of Frankenstein streak. It just turns into a cartoon. Then she's riding down a tunnel and she's just screaming, my time has come. The universe is mine. Uh, and this movie has just lost its mind even more by that this, point. This, but it's such a this this movie has lost its goddamn mind. But it's so it's, it's so fascinating, entertaining. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now. That's what now, I now, mean. Now, now, now I say that I say that because when I saw it in college, I was really pissed at it. Yeah, because I mean back then I was I was really really super critical about movies like. If this movie was bad, I was like, it's a horrible movie. It should be ashamed of itself. Cross, uh, crossing my arms, huffing back and forth across my across my dorm room. But my my roommate, James Rambo, God bless him, oh, yeah. uh, also has an appreciation for movies. And he was a lot more mature about watching movies than I was. Because he came to me and he was like, you got to find things that you appreciate about movies. Otherwise, you will not enjoy them. Okay, did you find stuff to appreciate about this movie? Because I have a couple. Yes, yes. Because I really, really like the set design in this movie. It's an interesting looking movie. There's clear effort put into its style. Yeah, yeah. There there is a lot 
there's a lot this movie has definitely has a lot of texture i'm not saying that it's not tacky in some ways <laughs> but seeing like all the materials come together seeing like the metropolis of what was it dino city dino hatton which dino hatton God damn it, Dino Hat. Okay, seeing Dino Hatton come together with those with those weird railway cars. Yeah, seeing uh, what what was her name? Big Bertha. Yeah, who is who is that? Is the name of the giant fish from Mario Three? Yeah. So they remake her into a chubby black lady in like red studs. Yeah, it's things like that are very strange, but seeing all the ideas cobbled together as they were, yeah. seeing them come together like that. There is there is something particularly enjoyable about this film. When I, you get wide I, shots of the cityscape, it looks cool. It just yeah. does not look like Mario. Yeah, it, but nothing it, does it, in this movie. It, it, would you would you really paint it as Mario without no. King Koopa banners flying in the background? No, no. But you still get the sense that there's a lot of work being put into this oh, thing. Forty million dollars in '90s money. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's in a lot of ways, it kind of tricks you into thinking that's pretty good, and it, and it was pretty good. It, it, well, it tricks you into thinking that on a technical this, level, this good. could be a good movie. <laughs> um, also, like it has the whole way it looks, and even how like the film looks. It's got that early to mid '90s grit that you'd see in action movies. Yeah. Like, also, not a good movie. Kind of reminds me of Judge Dredd, the city parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm okay when it comes to effects. I, I I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm not a practical effects versus CGI guy. Uh, I'm not. If it's good, it's good. But at this time, it was not a good idea to go pure CG unless you were Jurassic Park and had all the money and time in the world behind you. Uh, (sighs) But the few instances they use it here are done pretty well because it's mostly like morphing, dissolving effects. Like Mm -hmm. when Mario and Koopa are dissolving to go between worlds, I still think that looks kind of neat. Um, yeah, and like, there aren't many full-on dinosaurs in this, and like the ones you see for like a few seconds in the background look like toys. Yoshi's a really impressive animatronic, uh, though what? it becomes it becomes clear he they had a lot of trouble making making him walk because he only does that like you, twice. You know what? As a kid, I was pretty disappointed in Yoshi. He doesn't like, do anything. Him, I was like, that's a raptor. That's not yeah, Yoshi. Yeah, no. He used his what? tongue once to trip or ensnare Lena, um, but really could have been any dinosaur. It, it really could have been any dinosaur. But Cute, seeing though. him now. It really could have been any dinosaur, but I'm still like that's a pretty, that's a pretty okay looking animatronic. It, it like is very impressive this, outside of uh, the low amount of walking. Like the skill and experimentation that went into this film, regardless of the fact that this movie is not good, it's still pretty impressive. It's a trailblazer because this is the first video game movie to be based directly off a game's story. Because before mm-hmm. that, we had stuff like The Wizard and Cloak and Dagger, where it was still like these are games. This is like. Yeah. Let's directly interpret a game's actual world. Granted, they barely did, uh, but it still counts. So when I say that you got to find things that are particularly enjoyable about films, that doesn't mean you you kind of you you kind of never mind things that are obviously shitty or yeah. boring about the film. And I always err towards shitty versus boring. If a film is boring. That's it. <laughs> like right. games, games over. You can be shitty, but still kind of accomplish something. I mean, you still got to get the shit out. You can be more memorable. Um, <laughs> if you're shitty. Yeah. Right. Um, so when I say something like, "Well, I'm recently coming off of Alien Covenant," which for the majority of it, I found it boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, "Well, they didn't really do anything new there. This was stuff I've kind of seen before." But when I look at Super Mario Brothers for a movie of its time. 
the vast amount of experimentation that they did, even with the actors themselves not knowing some of the content, even if they had to wing it like day of, that kind of stuff, I do kind of, uh, there is a part of me that does appreciate that, that says, yeah. these guys are professionals enough to not walk off the film and never come back. Yeah, let me and let me say my other big thing that I still genuinely like about it, Bob Hoskins is giving this his all. He uh, is. He, that, he publicly hated this movie so much, saying it was like the worst experience of his career, and it was the one thing he would never have done above all else. But yeah. that doesn't mean he's not trying. I love this idea that Mario is kind of a more grizzled mentor to Luigi. Yeah. Uh, this is before. No, keep in mind this is before Mario had an official voice in the game, so mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to like the Captain Lou Albano cartoon voice being Definitely. all gruff and tough. Um, and you know different, what? But it's neat. And you know what? I can't picture that movie without Bob Hoskins. Absolutely not. No. Uh, like I know, I know that they were talking about getting like who else? Uh, they were talking about getting. Oh, I got a list. They were they went through a lot of actors before Bob Hoskins. Uh, they yeah, considered like, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. Danny DeVito, who I feel like that's pretty obvious physicality, but he turned it down. They turned it down, uh, and they turned shot down Tom Hanks because he was in a slump at the time. Oops. Yeah, he wasn't popular. Uh, he, he wasn't popular. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were offered the role of Koopa, but both declined. Arnold Schwarzenegger was on this as Koopa. That wow. That. He would have been playing the governor a decade early. That I'm actually pretty interested in how that would work. I think Keaton I'm, could have done something interesting too. <laughs> just, guy. just hearing Bowser go from <laughs> to <laughs> that would be great. Blabas. <laughs> um, but actually, oh, you know, I should mention. <laughs> uh, I should get to the clown car. I should mention um, my, my actual introduction to this movie and like part of the reason why it's my guilty pleasure is because even though, yeah, I didn't see it in theaters, uh, probably like three years later, it was 1996, I was nine, this movie came out in 93, uh, I finally let my, had my mom let me rent it at a video store and I fell in love with it. I knew it was nothing like the game, but I was too young to see it as bad. So I rented it over and over and basically tortured my parents. Um, I think my mom actually begged me at one point to stop renting this movie. Like, I know you like the song because that's a great soundtrack. Uh, both like some new songs being covered, and I actually really like that song in the credits too, um, which was apparently originally made for Hocus Pocus, oh. uh, and the artists were pissed when they switched it to this movie. But um, so you know, I, I when I was in, around the time I was in high school or college, I got DVD, and you know, obviously then I recognized, yeah, this is shit, but it's still I still enjoy watching it. It is such a for the reasons we've talked about, it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is a kind of movie that you will never see again for better and for worse because of how out of control the production and ambition and focus all were and what a disaster it was financially and logistically and critically and publicly and in every other way. This this movie is definitely bees in a jar uh, when it comes to uh, being calm. <laughs> Having a calm, cool, yeah. collected experience going to the movies. This is uh, this is the equivalent of putting a uh, putting a raccoon in your pants. That's that's <laughs> how crazy this fucking thing is. I'm not even joking. There's a point where um, Iggy and Spike, L- L- Iggy and Spike, Dumb cousins. Yeah, they're. They're trying to find a MacGuffin meteor, and I like I like that. Uh, I, I like how you put that, by the way. And at some point, they become super smart. They don't really; it just improves their vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, like. And they're like, even more annoying. Yeah, like he was saying, like we're su- we're pretty intelligent now. I'm like, no, you guys just say more words. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually think they do have some good lines in their early points. Like, uh, he's not going to kill us. He's not that nice. Um, uh. <laughs> also worth noting who played them. Uh, 
I, I don't know which one's Iggy and which one's Spike. The one with the goatee is the car attendant in Ferris Bueller who takes Cameron's car for a joyride. Wow. Uh, and the other one is uh, good character, but unfortunate use of brown face. He was the Indian guy in Short Circuit. Indian guy in what? Did you ever see the Short Circuit movies? Oh, no. He's Oh, oh, oh I did. Yeah. The but, Indian oh, guy becomes the no. main hue in the second movie. That was a guy, a white guy in brown face in the oh, late 80s. You're right. I like them less now. Yeah. Oh, second, I actually like the no. second one, but it's racist in retrospect knowing that. Oh. And like the Mexican street game. Oh. But that's like for another day. Um, <laughs> my, my mind's been blown. Oh, I'm sorry. Little bit. Child. Okay, I'll make it even better. Aziz Ansari once said that that was his like favorite character in movies because he was like, oh, an awesome Indian lead. Then he found out it was a white guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was um, it was his Netflix show, right? Oh, I haven't seen it. I just know he's said that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like ma- the third, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's is like it Master third- of None or is it stand up? It's Master of None. Okay. And master, master of none, he makes a reference in that because he's trying to, he's trying to book a role and he's competing against another Indian guy, and then they they fly off with the mouth with that. Oh, oh man, how could I forget that? And that's him and Mario Brothers, that piece of shit. Oh wow! <laughs> My brother pointed out to me when he showed up in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia too. Like he's like John, I think that guy's from Mario Brothers. Um, oh. how, 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 <laughs> yeah, but um. I'm trying to think what else, because we, we should be wrapping up pretty soon. Oh, I know one thing you want to discuss, and we can close it with this. So, obviously, this movie killed chances of Nintendo making more movies for a long time, outside of the Pokemon movies, which were just big screen versions of the show. Uh, and even that, like, they, they became very spotty. They did the uh, F-Zero and Kirby animes also, then they just stopped outside of Pokemon. Oh, and Donkey Kong Cartoon, the all-time classic. Um but how would you, if you so if they do make another Mario movie, what do you think are some of the ground up like number one things they should establish from the get go in terms of making it accurate and or enjoyable? Um, get fun writers, not yeah. just not just writers who are capable or competent. Um, not only do you, um, you need fun writers who know animation, who know Mario, also, who know Mario, they kind of don't. Well, they do. They do have to know Mario, but at the same time, they should have like they should be given uh, loose creativity to do yes. to be as wacky and as bizarre as Miyamoto would allow. Yes. Especially if the Mario universe is as wacky as bizarre as we remember. Um, but also, not only do you need capable and competent writers, you need to you need to have faith in your production team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a there. Uh, the Mario they have Brothers to be in synchronicity because that, did, that the, didn't happen with this movie. The, the Mario Brothers movie is brimming with talent, brimming with skill, and it shows. Why didn't it work? Because <laughs> black communication, tons of interference in redoing everything, yeah. directors who clashed with the team. And, and you know what? A lot of a lot of those things have been streamlined to this point to the um, um, to the point where it's all it all should be second nature. So if I were to um, if if what would make me happy to hear Nintendo making another uh, Mario Brothers cartoon, Mario Brothers movie, or I'd say for a TV show too? Yeah, yeah, or, or anything, anything, that, anything outside of a video game that has to do with cinema, either on a small screen or on a big screen, is I have to, uh, I have to see Nintendo putting forth the effort that this is a thing, 
this is a thing that they can be proud of. Sega's yeah. the, Se- Sega did this with Sonic Mania, and which they put their baby in the hands of fans and in the hands of people who know the material, know the audience. Yeah, and, and it's looking like it's going to work out for them. Yeah, and they're capable and they're competent, and people are coming away from Mania fucking blown. Like this, That's good. This thing is fun. So when I – if I hear that – through test screening, uh, I'm sorry, through focus testing or through you know, test screenings or whatever, that people are coming away from the Mario Brothers shorts or 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 um, Mario Maybe. Brothers film go- with a good experience, then that tells me that the production team knows their shit and they're having fun doing it. They just also, they, need, yeah. they need freedom to do so. Also, also just real quick, a more contemporary example of the opposite of that, because in our first episode, I talked about why the Ratchet and Clank movie just came off more mad to me than uh, either way I thought. That, it kind of came got leaked out by some employees. That was focus test executive to death. Like, there exists rough cuts and script of that movie way mm-hmm. closer to what fans were hoping for. Okay. But, then, because uh, the meddling then I, didn't happen. Then I take that back, because I, I am trying to come up with examples of how I can feel pleased um, you can, um, um, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not that big a fan of focus testing, but I know there are, some, I know some people are. Um, but I I'm willing. Sometimes. Well, yeah, uh, sometimes. and I'm and I'm willing to cut it a break if it works. The the but, ending of Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? No. Oh wait, wait, wait. Rick Moranis and talking. Yes. Tr- yes. The original ending is completely different and insanely bleak, and. Every focus te- audience agreed it killed the mood, so they recut it to something that fit the movie better as a whole. Also, something similar happened to Independence Day, where um, at the end, you know where um, uh, Randy Quaid is flying the plane yeah. up into the UFO? Yeah, yeah. See, originally, it was like a regular like farming plane, where, where it was like a crop dusting plane. Okay. But when they focus tested that, um, or uh, I'm sorry, when they did a test screening of that, the audience came away with, that's funny. That's that that looks that looks stupid with a plane just going up the small tiny crop yeah, duster yeah. going up into Ruins the UFO. The um, so they changed it into like an actual fighter jet uh, going up into the UFO, yeah. blowing it the bit. Wait, did you see the uh, nostalgia critic alternate ending video? Um, I didn't. They mentioned both the endings we just talked about in that oh. uh, Independence Day. You can see footage of – I think actually the alternate Little Shop of Horrors ending is on YouTube. And it's impressive uh-huh. because it's just violent climax. But it's just – yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Okay. Um, but also, OK, what the things I would do for this Mario movie – OK, even when I was a kid, there were two things I'd say like, well, you made a live-action gritty Mario movie. Doomed mm-hmm. from the start, at least in terms of authenticity. It has mm-hmm. to be animated. They have a lot to work with in terms of like visual reference. Um, yeah, they do. And – there should be heart to it. It shouldn't just be pure comedy. But mm-hmm. it, Mario was, has always been lighthearted. It needs to stay that way if you're doing another – like an adapta- a, 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 a movie reboot um, to differentiate from this other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one thing that um, they would have to deviate from the game in some way because there isn't anything to work with is that you have to give Mario dialogue in a – genuine personality yes, because yes. yes, he has not, voice as by – as, as much as I love – what's his name? Charles Martinez? Yeah. As much as I love him – there's going to be – there's bound to be a few people who are going to be like, that's not how Italians really sound. Actually, years no, ago, Colin, our friend Colin pointed out to me, like, if you actually had Charles Martin do the exact same accent for full conversations and he ended every other word with uh, you would lose your mind. Yeah. Now, it would be funny every so often. And you know what? It's it, – It'd be fun to play off of, of like some kind yes. of weird sitcom like Sonic Boom kind of does. <laughs> but at the same time, 
if you're trying to tell a story genuine, and a character's you need, arc. You need, a, you need a genuine actor that can both be Italian and can actually pull off lines yeah. that people can understand, can people I, can laugh at. I have no, I, Martin A does have, like, he is a proper actor, so he might be able to do, if you told him to turn the S down, he could still pull it off. Yeah. But I, I don't know either way. But the, also the other thing is Mario does not have a personality in the games other than a jovial hero because they don't yeah. let him talk. And even in the RPGs, like, they aren't his story, really. He's, yeah. It's He's like, like but they view Mario I, like Link. He's an audience avatar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that that doesn't really work too well if you have, like, every uh, every other person, like, having, like, a giant bunch of lines. Yeah. And he's just like, no, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Luigi, you've got a personality. He's kind of a wuss. And to the Mushroom Kingdom, he's like Meg Griffin. Um, yeah. I was playing Mario and Luigi Paper Jam the other day. And mm-hmm. there's a great part where, like, uh, because, you know, Luigi's also mute in that since he's a main character. So you have, the, like, the narrator partner saying, was that Luigi? You think uh, these toads must be scared? Oh, you think it's a horrible future header for them? Well, and you think and you think you might be able to save them? Luigi, don't worry. That's not true. We all know they're hoping Mario will save them. I, I would love to see, like, all right, as, uh, uh, if I can double back real quick. Sure. Like, having writers that we're used to, and plus new writers, um, uh, uh, and seeing their names and seeing their credits, but having them, like, come up with, um, just come up with material to bounce back off with the audience here and there. I would settle for writers that came off like Color Splash or even like uh, the Paper mm-hmm. Mario games. Cause we talked about how not- great. Yeah, Paper Jam's the same way. The uh, the writing in the RPGs from a comedic perspective has gotten amazing. Uh, if they snuck in like one of those innuendos in, in oh, all I made moves too, <laughs> like 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 the really dirty ones, like yeah. like the shy guy in the deep dark corner who's, <laughs> who's like tugging on something. Like, you yeah, uh, but also you, okay, you know what? <laughs> Two directors that I know we both like and have been in the news recently, uh, Lord and Miller would be a good fit for this. They would be, I think. But um, I recently heard that they they were working on a Star Wars Lego. This is what I'm talking about in the news. They just left Han Solo yeah. with a few weeks they left because they were just they were disagreeing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it happens. But looking at their style and their animated stuff, both cloudy and Lego Movie, like something fast-paced and colorful but still funny and heartfelt when it needs to be like mm-hmm. that is a really good fit for the mario franchise i think um, i think so too and I, it wouldn't surprise me if they're fans of the games because they're such they're such into like a lot of geek culture franchise in general to oh, references they do absolutely they'd be they'd be an excellent fit if i hear that it, they it, it gets offered if, if this thing happens and if i hear that it's offered to them they say yes i'm gonna i'm gonna be optimistic kind of like how we were talking about mark osborne who did the first kung fu panda and little prince it was mm-hmm. recently announced he's gonna do a adaptation of the bone comics yeah yeah i remember i'm like i'm i'm game do this he is he can do this Mm -hmm. same thing with like people like lord miller uh like like, especially i love brad bird if they said he was doing mario i'd be like he's not the right fit for this (laughs) i wouldn't mind like having like guest writers or guest directors come in every or guest animators come in every now and then like it would be it would be really fun to, to have like James Baxter animated episode of the Mario Brothers. Oh, uh, a new show. Cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I'd settle for a new show too because uh, we haven't mentioned it much, but the Mario cartoons, uh, in some ways, they're even worse than this movie. Yeah. That um, was then. <laughs> I'll give the three in world uh, shows credit and that they're more game accurate, but uh, everything else is pretty dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only show where they had to, where somebody had to rescue the very talented Millie Vanilli. Mm. You ever see that episode? No, I didn't. There is. Uh, do you know who Millie Vanilli was? Yes, I do. This oh, is not a joke. Wait. There was an episode of Mario Three where Wendy Koopa demands Bowser kidnap Millie Vanilli. 
uh, and Mario oh, and the, you know the others go to save them, and they got Millie Vanilli to voice themselves because you know they were such a hot deal at the time. But uh, yeah, uh, that didn't turn out too well for them. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were the Ashley Simpson of their day. Only um, even worse, like they'd never done any actual singing. You know that would be fun um, if they did little special guest appearances like that, but it can't be too on the nose like that. No, um, I mean maybe other other Nintendo characters like uh, the Skylanders cartoon had Crash Bandicoot show up. Um, maybe you could have like other like you'd have Wario or Donkey Kong, like people that are technically already part of the Mario series, mm. or maybe like do a cross dimensional thing and like you shouldn't have like Zelda or Fire Emblem. Maybe like Animal Crossing, Splatoon. Yeah, um, that'd be fun. A lot of opportunities there. I mean, Mario there, Kart's technically already started doing that with the DLC characters. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of really fun things that they can pull off for a Mario Brothers animated show or, or even a new animated movie a movie a wide theatrical release of a mario brothers movie i know studios are kind of keeping an eye on things right now after ratchet and clank uh, after well, ratchet and clank but angry and beaver uh, angry, beers, angry birds did great angry birds did great i'm sure um but then ratchet and clank came out recently uh, and i know that they were talking about sly cooper and who knows yeah. where the hell that went. oh actually you didn't hear what the, they're going to make it a TV show instead. Ah! Sly Cooper TV That's show for better. next year. That's much better. Yeah, I'm excited. They don't have to pull off a... They don't have to pull off a, a giant theatrical look. Yeah, I talked it. about how Ratchet would have been better suited for like Netflix or some streaming service because mm-hmm. they lost a lot of money promoting it with theaters. Like Even when I went to see in theaters, they had the popcorn labels with it, but uh, nobody yeah. saw it. That's, that's better to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm fully on board for a Sly Cooper show. Um, yeah... I think studios are keeping an eye on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's going to come out, yeah, and yeah. I am not on board with that I'm at not, all. Not at this point, no. Um, so we we'll do got to do a t- Sonic episode someday soon. We bring up so some, much someday soon. One I've day. actually been thinking maybe we can do an episode about the games and one about all the Sonic cartoons. We can just mash them together, just making a Sonic. Yeah, it would have day. to be a really, really long episode. Yeah, hope you're aware that's of that. Fine. That's fine. Um, but to wrap things up, because we've gone over our, uh, our our original time deadline that we're hoping for, the Mario Super Mario Brothers movie is batshit insane, <laughs> really awful, and I recommend everybody watch it. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of things that are really endearing about it. I mean, and you can not the re- World Trade Center shot. <sighs> well, I mean, <laughs> if you're talking about like a from a critical standpoint, no. <laughs> oh, hell but no. from a production standpoint, from the sheer audacity of it imagination. all, imagination. Yeah, it's got a lot of creativity behind it. Even if it all, even if it doesn't really mesh together, it's a it's a beautiful, gigantic fucking mess. It's a beautiful train wreck. I yeah, it's a fascinating kind of train wreck rather than the completely painful kind of one. It's it's one that I definitely watch uh, mm-hmm. uh, again if I had the chance. It, uh, okay, it is it is it has been on Netflix in one form or another for years. Yeah. I just watched an HD version of it on Netflix unedited the other day instead of digging mm-hmm. up my DVD. Like, you don't have to pay money to see this thing because everybody knows, like, people aren't going to pay for this. I don't mind if a movie is bad. Just fascinate me. Just just be something that can be fun to watch every so often. And this succeeds with flying colors in that yeah. regard. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to out and out say that I'd give the directors another chance. But if anyone out there is willing, and if they if they number one have learned from their fucking mistakes, well they've had twenty they, years to think about it. Yeah, they've had twenty years. And some people change, and some people don't. But if they actively showed that you know they've earned some experience and they've done better, you know who know who yeah. knows what they could create now. 
Uh, one last thing about the movie itself is to wrap up. I, I forgot one crazy thing about this, this story, the ending. Um, so it turns out the fungus is the king, the evolved, because that's how evolution works. Yeah. Why does he turn back to a person at the end when Koopa dies? It is – there's no scene of anybody at the machine, and it's not a thing like, oh, Koopa is dead. The curse is broken. It's the he, dreaded act three rule where anything did, goes. And it's Lance Henriksen playing him. Mm-hmm. For one line. Oh, I'm back. Love those plumbers. <laughs> they didn't even get him for a day. They got him for 10 minutes. It's yeah. – you didn't need that. It's – there are so many things about this movie. So As a many- kid, I just accepted that. Like, oh, he's back. Yay. <laughs> Ignorance is Anything's possible. <laughs> you got to believe, Mario. got to believe, Mario. Just a fungus. Everyone, everyone tried their damnedest. Everyone. Yep, yep. And even though some lines did not come across oh, very someone. well, everyone tried their goddamnedest. And, and I uh, yeah, appreciate that. Everyone's appreciated it, even if it all comes to shit. Um, but I guess it's time to start wrapping things up. So uh, our next episode uh, – so on our opening segment, we both agreed we're um, – I've already seen Wonder Woman and you're going to have seen it by then. So we'll finally give our thoughts on it, uh, start out with general thoughts and then do a spoiler part you can skip over. But Chris, since it's your pick, you had a really unique idea for what we can talk about. So tell the audience. Um, I would actually like to talk about some of our personal projects that we've been working on, whether or not it's some of our animated shorts, uh, our, anim- um, our animated film ideas, or just some of the hobbies that we've come up with and some of the ideas that we kind of work on on our own. I'd, I'd like to get viewers or listeners a chance to f- um, a chance to get to know us creatively. I guarantee it's going to be our least downloaded episode ever. But that's okay. It'll be nice to get to talk about this with each other, uh, and it can probably give our work some uh, exposure. Like if you, if you, if you're a listener who doesn't know us in real life, and you've kind of been curious about like everything we say good or bad about stuff, and like so, what do we, what kind of stuff do we like to do? This will this will help a bit, and hopefully, I can get that E3 video up, and maybe. Uh, because uh, I'll, I'll do, I'm going to keep linking to the Will of Monsters, your your passion project short in our the show descriptions, awesome. and you can obviously talk about that more too. Thanks, uh, I'll be definitely be talking about Spacious, like my dream sci-fi show, and maybe I've been working on maybe I can get some preview shots up on YouTube as like a private link, and just we can discuss like what these characters mean to us, these stories, and even other projects like my YouTube reviews, the Wario stuff, and even drawing. Um, it'll be a really unique episode, but I'm honestly that's why I'm excited for it. It'll also be a very personal episode for the two of us, and. The viewers will get to know us a little better in that way. Yeah, that'd be um, fun. But this has been a fantastic episode. Our E3 discussion, our Mario discussion, the angriest Chris has ever gotten. Oh my god! <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm. I gotta say this. Uh, okay. I am so sorry if I offended anyone uh, about that. Uh, about the fact that I do not like the rabbits. I just think that. I just think that we could do better. The, the entertainment <laughs> from that blow up was worth it, Chris. Um, <laughs> But if you thank like you. It, that's fine. Just don't. It's, it's just my dumb. And I do like them as characters, not as not as games. But um, so thank you for listening to Lucky Number Episode Thirteen. I am John Flurry, and I'm Christopher Wade. Trust the fungus. No, no, goddammit! Daisy. Trust the fungus. Got a feeling, big brother. No, I don't wanna. You were the opposite direction. I digested. Ha! This fucking movie. It was like we just got sneezed out by the giant nose, and this Why? big Luca saved us. Why? Yeah, Mario, go Mario. Why? Okay, hike. The elevator scene, though. The elevator. Everybody scene. loves to dance, Mario. Even the Goombas. <laughs>
Go back to Brooklyn. Tell them about the invasion of the Goombas. Uh, why? I'm Luigi Mario. You got a problem with that? Oh, God. Yeah, this is going to be the clip I put after the fade out music. <laughs> 